Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hi everyone, it's another first for the uh, Man Up Man Down podcast. Well anyway, Happy New Year to everyone to start with. And well, the reason that we've got a first, it's um, our first female guest, which we're, we're delighted to have. She's got a very interesting story, but she is here primarily to talk about nutrition. But um, I think you'll find her a very interesting guest. But I'm going to pass over to Volker now just to uh, tell us a bit more about her. Yeah, happy happy New Year for me. Uh, although at time of recording, we we always do this joke. Sorry, it's it's still before Christmas actually. But yeah, as, as we go live, it is a new year, new you. You've ruined the magic there. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm I'm always you know as I'm a Grinch for Christmas. You know, I'm a Grinch for New Year. No, no, I'm actually very excited about this 2023. And um, yeah, the, the reason for say we we welcome. Lurata Lyon um, today on, on the podcast. And the reason we, we got her on, she's, she's a nutritionist and everyone in the new year talks about, you know, I want to lose weight, I want to give up smoking, I want to live healthier. And what better topic to do, to discuss that at, you know, at the beginning of the year. So as in form of, a, of an intro, so she's a survivor of a civil war, of the civil war in, in former Yugoslavia and has endured the trauma of being held captive, suffering torture and abuse. Um, but she was very lucky and eventually escaped to the UK, where, where she lives now with her family. And um, she worked hard to educate herself and is now a qualified personal trainer and nutritionist. So if I say perfect background in, in terms of what we want to talk about. Um, she's working with charities um, to tell her story. She does a lot of public speaking and is about to finish and publish a book about her journey. And the book is called Unbroken and she, she can talk us through it when it will be published. Um, so definitely a book I think we we should all read and, you know, if I say talk talk about it, right? We You know, as, as we do on this podcast, we need to talk more about things. Um, and, you know, if I say that book and that topic might not be 100% aligned with our podcast, but I'm sure you're going to be on lots of podcasts with, with that story. So what we want to talk about today is, is nutrition. Um, you know, what happens when men get into the middle age, right? Um, as our metabolism slows down, uh, or changes, I shall say, right? Because I I don't know, does it just slow down or does it change? And if we look at the typical beer belly, I mean, the the listeners can't can't see David sitting here, but uh, he, he he talked no no he he talked about it on the episodes before, right? About his um you know above twenty five BMI football oh, yeah. club, so yeah, which yeah, I okay. guilty as charged. Oh, but I've lost <laughs> so much weight over Christmas, so I'm I'm a lean mean machine now, Volker. <laughs> You remember what I said? Anyway, so I, I just I just made it under 25. So I don't know. And, and again, that's a question for Lurata to tell us, you know, whether 25 and a BMI does actually mean anything. So how do we best fuel our bodies? How do we get rid of the beer belly? Can we get rid of the beer bellies? So all of these things, um, you know, I'm curious about. I'm sure we come up with lots of more questions. Anyway, enough about me. Lurata, welcome to our podcast. And uh, over to you. Let, let, let us know what you do, how you do it, and how we get rid of our beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, guys, and Happy New Year. Gosh, in advance, <laughs> as you said. <laughs> uh, such a pleasure to be in uh, your podcast, and especially I feel quite honoured, actually, to learn that I'm the first female, and this is this is what I stand for. Um, I think inclusion is the best way forward, and I think we should never point fingers at different genders and creating these stigmas. I think I want to put this across because I think based on my previous and the listeners or the readers eventually will learn that the very gender that broke the trust in my human spirit is the very gender that also rebuilt it. And so, yes, I did um, just very quickly to touch base about me and why why nutrition has become such an important thing of my life, why personal training became such a big part of my life and why everything else that I do are so interlinked with one another. Um, so I did um, fall a victim of uh, human trafficking during the war, unfortunately, during the war in Yugoslavia in, in the late 90s, where 
Um, I was held captive for six months, abused and tortured and starved, which is very important to mention right now because we're talking about this. Right. I was almost starved to death. And um, and then eventually when I was rescued and brought to the UK as a political child political asylum seeker, I literally had to re-educate myself in every single way I could, including my relationship that I had with the food, with humans um, because you could as you could imagine I was a little bit like a wild animal that's been kept um, in a small space confined space for a very very long time it's quite inhumane so yeah the book is about to come out next year all being well I'm really excited about it and the book is not really about feeling sorry about myself but um, just for the listeners to know is just sharing my experience and hopefully that that experience if you were to read it will give you hope and inspiration that you could literally literally with all meaning of the word could go through anything in life and if you choose to see yourself as a not a victim but rather a survivor of whatever you've gone through then you in itself are winning because you could then find ways of over overcoming anything, including, you know, the relationship that you have with the food or the way you feel about yourself, uh, etc. Now, going back mm. to my time in the UK when I first arrived, my God, did I have a real issue with food? Not because I was in a different culture or a different country, but I was so used to not eating and. Uh, you know the, the relationship with it it was it was really quite funny mm. obviously uh, the doctors and everyone advised you to eat healthy and this and that but I didn't understand the meaning of it because I literally was refusing refusing to eat because I, I was uh, post-traumatic depression kicked in and all of that but do you know what came to to mind and what sort of like a bold moment for me was when I started just walking a lot around London, just getting to know London, firstly. And then I, I went to a gym where I was studying at Hammersmith West uh, College, which is still there. I think it's changed names now. And I started training at the gym. It was, it was provided for the students there. And I realized the importance of keeping active and how that yeah. charges up the way we think, uh, the relationship with the activity that we have. But then when you're active, you ultimately, for whatever reason, I mean, I don't want to get too scientific, but you make the right choices to eat. Your body craves craves nutritional stuff. And I'm not saying okay. naughty food to be avoided and stuff, but that's how my relationships start changing with the food. And I thought, Do you know what? All these personal trainers in this gym, when they approached me, were like, excuse me, are you here to lose wait, are you here to build muscle? Are you here to get six pack? And I was being yeah. bombarded with these with these kind of statements to the point where I was on the cross train. I remember it so vividly. And I, I just went and I turned around and I said, no, I'm just here because I feel good. And they looked at me like puzzled, like what? <sighs> okay, like whatever, you are a loser. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, probably I am a loser. But a loser that has come to the conclusion that when you put these restrictions in people's mind, or oh, are you here to lose weight? They're ultimately going to think, oh, gosh, am I fat? And then, therefore, you put your body under stress thinking, I'm not good enough. I am fat. I'm never going to mm. lose it. I am here. I'm not progressing. If you ask somebody, are you here to build muscle? They're going to think, oh, my God, am I too skinny? Oh, I'm not manly enough. Or, you know, all these, like, different things that... It's the power of the word that we speak to people is so important. And hopefully by the end of yep. this conversation today, people will understand that how important it is the relationship that you have with the food. And so that's when I went and I studied. I thought, you know what? I would love to study nutrition. I would love to be a personal trainer. And no, because yeah. I wanted to be like this somebody that people look up to, but I genuinely wanted to make a difference to people that were suffering from these personal trainers, sales pitch, do you want to lose weight and do you want to build muscle and do you want to have a six-pack? What a pressure there is. <laughs> Why put people under pressure? It's it's brilliant you just Sorry, said. Sorry, yeah. They're, they're, they're not manly enough. 
I'm like, this is brilliant, right? Because this is exactly why we're talking about that, right? Because there's so many people going to the gym and yeah, I, I want to have a six pack, you know, I want to look muscular, right? Because that's what men have to look like, right? And you no, know, D- Dave and I don't look like that. I don't know many people looking like that. Yeah. It's, and for me, you both pressure. look very manly. <laughs> very manly. <laughs> Thank you very indeed. much. Very yeah, in fact, David is looking like a Viking right now. He's like full on Viking. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, no, so, that um, shouldn't define. Yeah, shouldn't define us. Uh, going to the gym shouldn't define a gender. Shouldn't define how woman. Is, if you are curvaceous or muscular or have a certain shape, it shouldn't define a man being a man because they hit the gym or they do certain other things. We have, we are born the way we are born, and we need to um, just embrace that. But the exercise and the nutrition should be seen a relationship that you want to build with that more because you want to have a longer, healthier life rather than, oh, I want to have six pack and put yourself under pressure for the holidays. What is the point of that? Do you really think girls, I mean, maybe some girls, but I can tell you. Yeah. Women like me do not go. And if I was to be single, I mean, I have a husband and he has eight pack, I think, but <laughs> it's not the eight pack that won wow. me. It was his attitude and his gentlemanness about him that won my heart. I didn't see the eight packs underneath. I couldn't care less. And that's me being a personal trainer when I met him. So yeah. it's it's how you treat people that's going to stand out, not your six pack. But equally, we do need to touch base on nutrition and the exercise, the importance of it. So, um, I mean, you, you mentioned something interesting there that you, you said about, well, when, when you're exercising, you crave, start to crave the right food. So, I mean, would you say then the exercise should be the first step, then the nutrition or vice versa? Or is it more of a harmonious approach? Totally harmonious approach. I think, for example, when you look at, even if you just Google things around or you want to lecture yourself a tiny bit more, but if you're listening to this, I would say if you look at the food, you could exercise the like the, a lot. Let's just say you are going crazy. People often say, you know what? I'm hitting the gym all the time. I don't see any results. What is going on with me? I don't think I'm supposed to you know, get there. I don't feel fit. Uh, my body fat is still high. My doctors are telling me this. It's food. So food is really important in our life um, for so many va- various of things. Mm. One, to keep a healthy healthy weight. I'm not saying skinny or I'm not mentioning anything. I'm saying healthy weight where you know yeah. you are healthy, you feel good, you, you are healthy, you are happy within yourself. You have zero doubts to say, ask somebody, hey, mate, what do you think? Am I looking good? Or wifey, do you think I'm looking good? Once you have to ask those questions, you know within yourself you are not happy. You're having questions about yourself. So when you don't have to ask those questions, you know you are within your healthy range where you want to be. So food is so important. And why is that? One we need to understand the the benefits of it, the nutrition from it, all, all the minerals and vitamins. We can't function without carbohydrates. We we can we can go on keto diet for for a while, but after a while, people are going to crash. We are not meant to just have protein because if you go to the cave age, the men went hunting and only consumed protein when they could make a hunt a successful hunt. And they would yeah. have a small amounts of it to spread it out. And they, they relied mostly on vegetables, so like carbs and complex carbohydrates and all of that, because nutrition is a very complex subject in itself. So nutrition is so important when people are trying to achieve their goals. For example, you probably have come across this stay in the calorie deficiency. So you want to be under, you know, so yeah. if you were to burn thousand calories you should actually be within that range or below in order to keep where you are but if you want to lose the weight you have to be slightly below that so by 200 calories just say below for example and sometimes it's very hard for people to track this because you know they they go out and i'm very very aware of the culture and I, i would never say to people don't go and have fun just for the moment where you are not having these responsibilities of dining out and stuff 
try be more aware of how much activities you are doing and how much you are consuming yeah. and what is it that you are consuming the quality so yeah it goes hand in hand nutrition i would say is the higher percentage and the exercise it's really funny if you sort that out and you find something that works for you within the range yeah. where you're feeling satisfied you don't have all this hunger you don't have all these cravings because you've sorted yourself out then you'll see even a small amount of exercise like um runs or walks or cycling or just hitting the gym it's actually good enough amount of like 40 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes yeah. you think oh my god it's working it's working because you're not stressing anymore about oh i should spend an hour in the gym or maybe an hour and a half that's ridiculous who has an hour and a half yeah. to spend in the gym yeah and it's not so, the, it's the, not it's not what you should be doing it's, it, there's, there's so many points there I can so relate to. So I haven't told you that yet, but I just lost about 10 kilos after after the summer holidays. And I've done that before. So every every few years I pile it all on and then I'm going to go, but it's going to be good. So to, to your point, I, I just counted calories. So I got my fitness pal, started counting calories for a week. And then I kind of knew how much is my intake. And then I went back to the gym. So actually, you know, at time of recording, I just come back from a 10K run this morning. So looking at my watch, I've done my 1900 calories, you know, at, at 9.30 in the morning. Quite quite proud of myself. Um, That's really but then good. I also do intermittent fasting, right? So I, I don't eat between 9 and and uh, 1 o'clock. So, so I think, to be honest, I think it took some time to kick in and it kind of, you know, I can now... I was thinking about that this morning. I feel like I can eat whatever I want now. So I had a burger last night and chips and a few beers. And uh, I don't seem to gain weight. I don't seem to lose a lot more. So I kind of, you know, I don't know if this is my ideal weight or not, but uh, I kind of like get get to one one weight. So, so my my questions would be all around: Is that the right way of losing losing fat, or you know, the beer belly? What what about bread? You mentioned bread, right? Everyone goes like, oh, don't eat bread, don't eat carbs, right? Only eat protein. Huel is another thing. I, I have this love-hate relationship with Huel or any meal replacement companies and anyone who wants to sponsor them, of course, you know, just just, just give us a shout. I know I know Huel sponsors what's his name? Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett, yeah. So so maybe Huel wants to sponsor us as well. But you know, is this Huel, you know, or this this replacement, is that is that a good way of, of losing weight or is it healthy? You know, you mentioned quality of food. <laughs> Sorry, lots of questions here. Yeah. Am I doing no, the right thing? Good. This basically? is good. <laughs> this is the right time to speak about it because you can imagine yeah. over Christmas, and I love this. Yeah. I think people should let their hair down, even the best of yeah. um, people that go and do the Olympic, you know, like a body, physique, modeling, what have you. Let your hair down and really enjoy because I think we only live once. Um, if we don't enjoy yeah. it, what's the point of it? And have these enjoyments throughout the week. So don't deprive yourself to the point where you're just like, okay, it's only once a month or every three months. So going back to the question, um, there is a few questions there. The relationship, yeah. the bread, <laughs> the intermittent fasting, which I actually practice. I, I do. Okay. I, I'm guilty of it myself, or maybe actually in the right way. But yeah. let's go back to the bread. So bread is a complex carbohydrate. And a lot of people yeah. say, cut the pasta, cut the bread, cut everything, rice, this, that, eat salad and meat. Well, my question is, yeah. please, could you tell me what's nutritious in the salad alone? It's made of water. It's like having a cucumber. Yeah. Do you really think your brain can function on a cucumber? Yes, cucumber is refreshing, it's full of water, but you can also drink the water. So don't waste your calories, I mean empty yeah. calories, don't waste your stomach space with salad. If you really fancy something crunchy salad, for example, because you want to have those empty calories, add some nuts, add some cheese, meaning good fats like seeds, um, the right cheeses, you pick your own cheeses that you like, depending on whether you're vegan or vegetarian. You know, it's all these things that you have to yeah. consider for people that are listening. Uh, nuts, cashew nuts, you know, if you don't have an allergy. Um, so there is ways to spice up your salad. But if you if it's just a green salad with a few tomatoes and cucumber, I'm telling you, your body is going to crash eventually because it's not getting enough 
enough carbohydrates for the brain, for the heart to function. So, yes, you can eat bread, but I'm not saying complete the whole entire slice, like loaf of bread, have a slice of bread. Yeah. Ideally, pick something that's got seeds in it and uh, it's got grains in it of, of some kind that's got, that's not been fully processed to the point because once the bread is really, really white, it's all full of sugar. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it doesn't have many goodness in it. Yes, it tastes delicious. I grew up with bread because, you know, in Yugoslavia. Um, but um, I would say if you need to have a slice of white bread, yeah, have it, treat yourself. But let it be a treat. But then yeah. replace things, you know, replace things with, don't take it out of your diet, replace it with things like a brown bread with seeds in it or something that excites you. Try something new. Be be adventurous if you haven't tried it yet and don't cut off yeah. carbs carbs are very important but what you probably would like to be aware for example if you were to have carbs and you're having your protein depending again if you're vegetarian uh, if you don't eat any meat but if you do eat meat so you have your meat you have your carbs meaning rice yeah. or whatever and then you add uh, for, on top of that, you add too much fat, for example, from your steak or loads of nuts on top of it. I would go more towards if I'm having brown bread, for example, I would not eat so many nuts throughout the day. Or if I'm having a lot of porridge in the day or I'm going to have two or three meals with that contain carbohydrates, I will ease off on the nuts and I know nuts is a good source of fat, but if it's combined, it's overloading yourself with the energy with, because also nuts are used as a source yeah. of energy for your heart, for the brain, because it's the fats. So I would just be aware of those two combinations. So if I want to have yeah. more nuts throughout the day and naughty stuff like more fatty stuff, I would either ease off on the carbs. So I've, I've got a couple of questions. Um, the first, well, actually, I'll, I'll just keep it at one and <laughs> maybe come back to the second <laughs> one. Um, but you, meant, you mentioned about, um, you know, the, the body's need for nutrition, but also the brain's need for nutrition. I mean, I, so I take a supplement called Heights. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. But I mean, they essentially sort of look to everything that the brain need um, or mm. needs and then basically created a supplement that you know contains sort of cod liver oil I don't know lots of blueberries but basically you know they, they sort of research what you would need to keep your brain healthy what you'd have to eat and then created this supplement I mean I just really wondered what your thoughts are on supplements and you know sort of well, is the brain almost the part of the body that does get neglected when people try to lose weight? Absolutely. That's why we go through a stage when people are crazy dieting without any plan or they just think, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to fast and not knowing how they're doing the fasting or I'm just going to stop on these foods. And they have this really bad relationship with the food. Like I'm going to stop all carbs and I'm going to stop cakes i'm gonna yeah. stop whatever it might be can you imagine you're you're gonna have a foggy brain this is why when people are dieting so much especially towards towards the end where they're not changing anymore because your body changes initially quite quickly and you start losing weight you're like oh my god yeah i'm good and then the body's so clever it says hang on a minute i'm not getting everything that i'm i'm supposed to get therefore i'm gonna now store Everything is fat because I need, I'm in a survival mode here. I'm going to need it for the brain. I'm going to need it for my heart. I'm going to need it for the, everything that functions. We just walking and thinking we need carbohydrates. So supplements are good. I'm never against supplements. Actually, I take them regularly. I take different things regularly, which one of which has changed my life, actually, um, in terms of my immune system which was very important oh. and i did my Im immune system got um really uh, compromised when i was taken captive because i wasn't eating my uh, normal food and i think it's just through me and so supplements the only thing i don't like i wouldn't i i need to know people before i start recommending stuff you have to consider the health checks uh, where people at in their lifetime is there any underlying conditions issues so Guys, if you are listening to this, please don't go do anything crazy, Nancy. 
take yeah. what resonates, take what's safe, and then do your own research. Unless you really want to talk to me, you know, directly, I'm happy to help. But I would never say to someone, listen to me now and go do it because it's dangerous if you just take the matters drastically into your own hands. Seek help. Supplements are great. You need to know what supplements to take and what brands to use because you just don't know what's in them. And yeah. during the trial and error, I have come to realize that some supplements I was taking, it was just partly making me feel good thinking I'm doing the right thing, but I wasn't seeing the benefits. Uh, like magnesium, for example, and it's so important yeah. when you exercise and, um, you know, people get cramps and stuff or even for a good healthy sleep, magnesium is good, that kind of stuff. Until I discovered a brand which really works for me now. And I think amazing because when you can crunch through the, not, not the shell tablet that is plastic, but, you know, the ones that are like um, hardened um, powder that has been hardened. So if you can crunch through it without thinking you're going to break your teeth, you know that they don't have too much binding into them where it's like, um, okay. which is not healthy for our body. But you can crunch through it and it crunches so quickly, you know it's a good quality. Uh, but I'm not just saying base it on that, but the name of the brand and do your own research. And so... The supplement bit is important. I wouldn't go too much into supplements because it's such a big wide thing and I, I'm, I'm worried yeah, yeah. I'm going to lose the listeners now with the supplement bit. But if you think, if you think, and this is very common, for example, if you consistently get colds or so throat, you know, because we are, we are exposed yeah. to so many viruses and stuff, and especially when you're exercising a lot, you can really run yourself down. And I was to the point where um, the the surgeons were saying, and we're going to have to remove your tonsils because you are constantly ill with tonsillitis. Until right. I went to the gym one day and it was this really nice uh, gentleman that I met. Uh, that it, it was the manager of the gym. He said, I haven't seen you for ages. It's very unlike you. I said, I'm afraid I sometimes get tonsillitis and more often than not, I, I can't make it in. And I said, it, it happens really often. He said, what? Tonsillitis? That can be, it can be sorted out. I said, yeah, on antibiotics all the time. He's like, no, you will never take antibiotics again. I'm like, excuse me? What is this? <laughs> There's some kind of magic. He told me about black seed oil, uh, which I yeah. I just, oh, I, you know, you have all these like different oil pills and you're like, oh, just yeah. another thing. He said, my grandmother in Jamaica said healed everybody with black seed oil. He said, start taking black seed oil pills, order some online. And he said, you will see, give yourself a few months before you see the benefits. And I thought, you know what, I've, you know, I might as well try. I have nothing to lose. And yeah. so I started taking black seed oil. And this has been 2018 when I started. And now with 2023, yeah. I have, haven't taken antibiotics ever again. Uh, so, so I did I did start taking black seed oil. Um, I mentioned the process of weaning myself off it again, because I don't see the difference. I don't notice the difference. But I'm taking, you know, vitamin C. And, you know, we, we, we did an episode on that where we talked about all these different things. If I say I don't even remember what I take. And I think there's a greater fear of me stopping things because I don't know if they work, if that makes sense. Then because I'm, I'm afraid mm -hmm. if I stop vitamin C, will I get ill? You know, vi vitamin D, you know because of sunlight and, and everything else, we probably get enough vitamin D. But if I stop, will I get ill? Will I get COVID? I mean, COVID allegedly is cured by vitamin D, right? Don't know. Vitamin D is so yeah. important for us. By all means, take it because, um, do you know what? It's not even just about getting yeah. COVID or anything. It's about your mood. Okay. Vitamin D is so important to balance our mood because without the sunshine the sunlight and yes we do get we are i mean look we can't measure it unless the doctors yeah. do your test but i thought i was all good but what had happened was i lived in singapore yeah. for five years and so in singapore we had a lot of sunlight and so i was really I, i've gone to another level with having vitamin d so when i came to the uk i had a proper crash oh without realizing i thought i had asthma i thought something wrong with my lungs we were doing all these different studies with the doctors they were doing all sorts of blood tests and then ultimately just came down to something super simple really low deficiency on vitamin d
as soon as I start taking that, and I guess they guide you, you have to take it for certain, once a week, for a certain amount of weeks to yeah. build it up. You take like really concentrated amount and then you get, you, you build up the level and then you just have to maintain it. It changed everything for me. So yeah, vitamin D, again, the right yeah. brand, I guess. It's, it really should be taken. We've gone into supplements, but I think we need to give people yeah. more of a basic start and for them to understand that but why do we need to exercise? Why is it important? And why the food? So going back, I'm sorry, guys. I'm no, that's okay. Back now on our questions. But I wanted to to highlight the metabolism, the importance of our metabolism. So you probably have heard this or maybe the listeners have heard it. The bigger the muscle, the faster the metabolism. Proof okay. of fact. It's so important as we get older. So as we grow, our muscles grow. But after the age of 30, about 3 to 5% of our body starts losing the muscle. So it, it decreases on muscle mass yeah. just by nature. And so whether it's women or men. And so it's our job to build the muscles to keep the muscles at the bulk that they were at our 25 years of age to 30 where we reach our peak of growth so to maintain that body weight is very important if you can't go to the gym because some people can't afford to go to the gym and they don't have the time and don't worry don't stress do some press-ups at home do some squats at home star jumps do whatever it takes do some stair so if you were to go to a meeting and there is a lift and there is stairs take the stairs you're not going to sweat yeah. that much i mean we're not in singapore <laughs> now uh, <laughs> you know where you sweat everywhere you go in london you can get away with it so take the stairs get yourself moving uh, so get those muscles pumping don't aim to build muscle so you can look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, Schwarzenegger. how you pronounce it? Because Walker, you could be better. Yeah, my my doc is called Arnie as well. Schwarzenegger, yeah. that's it. Don't aim for that. <laughs> yeah, or oh, muscles from Brussels. <laughs> yeah. Focus more about feeling good factor. Build the muscle so you can maintain a faster metabolism. And, you know, you will, and, and, and more active. Think about a long and healthy life because... For example, my father-in-law, I was talking to him the other day, and he is 78. You wouldn't be able to tell he's 78. One, he doesn't look it because he's looked after himself with nutrition. He's always been uh, very conscious of what he eats, and he exercises. Yeah. And he said, oh, Loretta, funny you should mention this podcast. He said, do you know what? He said, I've just done a test uh, where they um, they check the chrono chronology and metabolic um age and it's very different so he's 78 but he his metabolic age is actually 12 years younger than his actual wow. age and that's based on him just exercising regularly and he's not big yeah. muscular he's just a lean gentleman he's just healthy and he makes right choices when he eats so that's to think about you, you and cardio yeah weight training and then yeah. cardio why cardio? Why walking? Because you want to maintain a good heart. You want to have less fat around your heart. You want to get your lungs expanding and being able to breathe more oxygen. The more oxygen, the more functional your body is, the muscles, and just overall, we, we can't survive without oxygen. So, yeah, and then ultimately, you will end up losing weight you, that you don't want. You will end up seeing the benefits that you are not seeing yet. So these go, yeah, very important things. You've got to fix this, the relationship with exercise and food. But yeah, the metabolism will slow down as we get older due to the muscle mass loss. And then after a certain age, even if we exercise, we still will lose. Unfortunately, it's just, it is what it is. We will, we will continue to lose muscle mass. I want to come back to the beer belly. So yes. I, 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 <laughs> I think, I call them empty calories. So, so my biggest problem is I actually don't drink beer, I drink wine, but wine has empty calories. And then the snacking afterwards, right? The back of crisps, the peanuts, you know, with a glass of wine, the, the, you know. Mm. How, how do I stop that? How do I stop those cravings? And, and if I say, how do I stop drinking? I mean, that's a different episode, but can, can we, do we have to account for those calories we drink or do they not count? <laughs> do they not count? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Tell me. Oh, they, they do they, count. Do they? count. They count. <sighs> I think that's the problem we have, isn't it? Do you remember I mentioned about it's a relationship? And look, if you say to a child, look, I've left a cake here. Do not touch it. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to touch it. So it's a very psychological thing. If you restrict yourself and say, I, I can't do this, yeah. you're going to do it. But if you say to yourself, do you know what? It's an option. Mm. Then you you don't have the restrictions. Anything that is, like we, we've been, in anything that you do in life, if it's too restricted or is deprived, you're going to want yeah. to do it. You're really going to want to do it. So let's go back to your question. When you drink, why do we crave? We Unfortunately, alcohol triggers us to, for cravings. It makes us hungry. We want to crave. It's just literally it increases our appetite okay it's been it's just a proven fact the amount of sugar during intake of alcohol is huge so that's why when i order my gin and tonic instead of me saying i'm not going to have that gin and tonic or i'm not going to have another one i say yeah actually i'm going to have it because i'm just going to choose the right uh, tonic that i have with it so i just go for slim lime instead and that's artificial sugar, you know, it's like all that different sugar that they put in it, which is not good for us. But at least I know that I am slightly controlling my sugar intake and I still get cravings and I'm still going to go yeah. for the peanuts and the donut yeah. or whatever it is that I'm going to crave. I'm not going to stop myself, but I know that tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I know that I have a very good relationship already with the food. I'm going to make the right choices. Maybe not for breakfast. Maybe I'm going to want beans and yeah. sausages <laughs> and, you know, proper English breakfast. But I know by noon, once I've done my walk, once I've been to the gym, once I walked my dog, whatever the exercise I've chosen for that morning, by lunchtime, I know I'm going to crave on some more decent stuff like steamed vegetables, for example, with a nice piece of salmon yeah. or a nice little sandwich or whatever that might be. So Don, um, you're going out, you're being sociable, let it happen. But if you want to really control that beer belly, it's not the beer, it's the general alcohol that drives the high amount of intake of calories that then lead to belly fat. It, we, t- we tend to hold fat around the waist, being women around yeah. the hips or the waist. It's just, it's the hormones, it's a vulnerable area, it's where, where intestines are, where the most energy really is needed. If we're not doing anything else, you know, for example, if we were to exercise or hitting the gym, then all the energy is going to go to the relevant muscles that are being used and the brain and everything else. But if we're just consuming it, it's just going to, you see, it, that's where it starts. It's really funny with humans. It just starts around the belly. Yeah. That's it. And then it just expands. So that's why it's, it's, a, it's, not, it's an alcohol belly. It's not beer yeah. belly. But beer has a lot of calories. And it's quite a huge amount. And it's, it's fresh and it's crisp. And I don't drink it because I can't because I have wheat right. intolerance and gluten intolerance. And that, from what I've been told, in, in the actual... The way the beer is made, it contains those, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it contains some kind of substance of wheat or some kind of something, yeah. something to do with, so I can't okay. take beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, I mean, sounds like what you're saying is if, you know, if you're tracking everything, then you know if you're going overboard, so the next day it's like, right, well, I've got to adjust for that or... So yeah, I guess it is that that sort of consistently tracking and moderating as much as you can. And as a, yeah, as you say, it's all all about balance, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's easier said than done sometimes, but hopefully with a bit of inspiration. Mm. It's just by, you know, the inexpensive way of tracking like the my uh, what was it my pal? My fitness pal. My fitness pal. So that and and then just about once you understand you don't have to always follow. I don't. I no longer even use that. I, my clients don't because what happens yeah. is you start understanding the quantity, roughly how much it contains, what you know, which food. For example, you could have green beans, a full plate of it, 
and then you can choose something else that is much smaller and has more calories and then you, you start learning okay well I could have this much of this just by looking at it by the size of it because this is how much calories it's going to yeah. contain as opposed to the green beans on your plate it's like okay half of my plate but that's fine because it has the same calorie that I need for the for the meal and so people get lectured it's quite fun actually it's it's quite nitty-gritty to begin with I have to say I think a lot of people wanted to give up and I, I was doing it for them. I'm like, come on, guys, let's sit down. Let, let us t take me through. Let's just just have a look where you've been, you know, with your calorie stuff. And it's like, oh, I've done this and this. And, and so you start adding yeah. up the biscuit, unnecessary biscuits through the day and stuff. Yeah. So it's just replacing the biscuits with nuts, replacing the biscuits with the fruit, like a, a five pieces of grapes. I'm not saying the entire bag of grapes because that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> So you see, even in the fruit itself, yeah. there's a lot of sugar. So the banana, can you imagine? It sometimes has more than 100 calories. Loads of carbohydrates, it's got potassium, but still it's calories. So it's just about measuring everything, even the, the healthier stuff got to be measured. Yeah. You, you, you totally speak, you know, if I say, I, I totally get it because I've, I've done it, I've, I've calculated it, you know, I've done the diary and, and I kind of now know, you know, half a cucumber is about 50, 55 calories from, from memory. I don't know, I might be wrong, but you kind of get a feel <laughs> of what you can eat. I think you're an right. Oreo, and an Oreo is about 50, you know, like Oreo or cucumber, you know, <laughs> what are you going to choose? Um, but I have to say, like, for, for, for me, ex exactly, right? Or a or, or combination of. But I think for, for me, it's really, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to say, for me, it's all about <laughs> snack, snacking. It's controlling myself not to snack. Or what you mentioned is really interesting. And, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. You know, when, when you had a night out, you had a few drinks and, you know, you get up in the morning, you might have your bacon butty or your beans or, or whatever. And then you go to McDonald's for lunch, right? Because you're still a bit rough. And then in the evening, oh, let's, let's just go and, you know, have another pint, right? Just to kind of tie you over. And you get into this downward spiral right of, of bad eating bad you drinking and, and one and i think it's it's as you say you, you need to make the cut and, and and remind yourself and say no this this was a was a night out was great you know we all had fun you know christmas was great we all had a lot of fun we don't worry about it but now we need to go back mm. on track and actually you know cho choose the right things things yeah important. people are gonna say look i'm on this down downward spiral but the thing is don't put yourself under pressure to to reach this in a week your habits no. for, for anything that I coach, including because listeners don't know this, but I coach on public speaking and presentation skills um, yeah. quite uh, intensively. Any habit, and my, my clients go like, you've reached all this, you know, uh, instantly I get results on that particular uh, subject on public speaking. But I say, look, I have gotten your results because I was insistent through the day in order for you to make it your own give yourself a minimum 21 days by uh, consciously practicing what we've been taught throughout the day so you can go and implement in the future without you even thinking about it. So for people that feel, oh, well, I've gone through Christmas and now I can't get over it because I've overeaten. Yes, of course, you're gonna, it's going to be hard because your stomach has stretched. Your body's used to all this like um, huge amounts of calories and it's food can be used as comfort as well but yeah. go into it thinking do you know what I'm not going to set myself any restrictions but I'm going to remember what Loretta said I'm going to give myself 21 days before I reach the comfortable zone where I no longer feel like it's controlling me and after that I'm in charge and I will control it myself. So if you've had a night out and the next day you feel like eating, that's fine. My husband is James Lyon. And for those that know him, he's like super yeah. lean, very athletic, does loads of loads of competitive Spartan races. And the guy is like a machine. I admire him. But when I met him, he was like that. And it came from his yeah. childhood. He was doing canoeing and he was into sport. So he has implemented this at a very young age. And this is why it's important we get our children to be active at a very young age because yeah. it will stay with them. Like with my kids, I do martial art. They do martial art. They don't know any difference. And we run, they run. James does Spartan races. They do Spartan races. So yeah, whatever brilliant. we do, they do. Not, we don't force it on them. But it's just introducing them to things that it's fun and it's good for you. It's a good habit to have. 
So James, for example, uh, and I've asked for permission if I could reference yeah. him. He can drink. The man can drink. <laughs> he can. Oh, my God. <laughs> People that know him, they're probably nodding now and saying, yes, he can. Yeah. He can. But he's not a great drunk. I'm not, you know, he's really not very good drunk, but he can drink. <laughs> then, of course, he stops over, not maybe McDonald's, but he yeah. does go to, um, I don't know, Marouche or something and gets a kebab, comes yeah. home or finds a curry in the fridge and heats it up in the middle of the night and he's waking everybody up. <laughs> but the thing is, the next morning, <laughs> the next morning he wakes up still has cravings he still has the eggs whatever he like i really need like a proper english breakfast fine but maybe through the day he's still feeling cheeky he's like babe are you making your your mom's cooking i'm like well i if i have to i'm gonna have to then (laughs) but he knows that eventually by end of the day they're not that particular next day because it is a rough day with us we all been there don't 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 blame yourself. Just let it enjoy, ease into yeah. things. Don't don't beat yourself up. The next day, make better decisions. And what better way to start the next day? Do you remember you mentioned about intermittent fasting? Yeah. This is when that comes in. This is such a good way to introduce that to your to your daily, weekly, not daily, because it's yeah. a lot weekly regime. So imagine yeah. you've been out, you've been drinking, and you like can't stop this craving. Great. So the next day, you're still craving, you're still eating. Fine, let yourself be. Yeah. By end of the evening, the latest, I would say, you mentioned 9 p.m., that's a bit too late. I would say about, yeah. um, not for you, but I'm just saying generally, yeah. I would say I would advise maybe 6, 7 p.m., the latest. Finish your meal, whatever that might be. Yeah. After that, focus on drinking plenty of water. And if you get cravings, make yourself a nice hot lemon maybe a cup of tea, tiny bit of milk if you have to, stay away from sugars, and really let yourself settle down. And make sure you stay away from the computers, you stay away from your phone, because you want to restart your your whole program, because you know our sleep is so important in terms of the cravings, the weight loss, the overall well-being, because we don't get enough quality of sleep because we always stress about life in general or Mm. weight gain or weight loss or what have you, life in general. So go to bed at a decent time. I'm not saying be old old like before time, but pick yourself. I mean, I feel very old. I sometimes go to bed (laughs) at 9 p.m. (laughs) Oh, I go to bed at 9 p.m. Go to bed early that yeah, go to bed early that night. And I'm not saying have nine hours sleep, but it's the the sleep you have between 12 p.m. is so important. For your body, yep. for the hormones, for everything. Really settle down. And then if you wake up early the next day, let's just say you woke up at four and stuff, it doesn't matter. Get up, have a cup of coffee, do your ritual, get up early, you know, read something that you like. Don't get yourself into the news. And I know people are gonna think, well, why not news? Because it feeds yourself with all these worries and stuff, unfortunately, with everything that's going yep. on in the world. So Gently wake yourself up without any stress. Maybe answer a few emails. Read something that actually light up your day. Maybe a podcast like yours. Uh, or maybe just go for a walk, early morning walk. Take your dog, yourself for a walk. And so you restart yourself. Have a coffee, but don't have anything to eat. And then if you knew intermittent fasting, I would say that the first time you ever do it, if you're eating breakfast around eight or nine o'clock, just try to push it by an hour to begin with. Okay. If you eat breakfast at 10, usually just always try and push it by an hour. So what happens is an hour is not a huge amount to mm. us in terms of our body panicking, but it gives your body that lecture of like, you know, when you start running, training for marathon, you don't just go and do 13 miles straight away. You start with uh, 3K, you start with 5K, you know, slowly build up. Every time you go for that run, you stretch it by five minutes, by 10 minutes, regardless of the distance. So endurance training. So same thing, endurance, intermittent fasting. And I will never, and I had this uh, chat with a client of mine that she's been going to, before she saw me, she's been seeing someone else. And they said to her, do like something crazy, like 24 hours, 48 hours fast. I was yeah. in shock. I was looking at her like in, in total panic for her safety. I said, 
but I said, tell me something. I said, I have a very simple question. I said, how do you feel? She said, oh, I can't wait to have the big bowl of bolognese tonight. I'm like, right, okay. But that's not good, is it now? Because <clears throat> you are picking the food that could potentially lead you to want to have more carbs and, and eat more of that same stuff. I said, why don't you? I said, have you been feeling foggy and this and that? So I'm having a conversation with her. She's like, yeah, yeah. actually. She said, I can't focus at work. And I'm constantly looking at the time. I said, that's not good because you're not efficient in your job. If you're looking yeah. at the time constantly and you're looking at the, you, you are getting frustrated, agitated. Your body is going into panic mode. I said, even, even the people that fast <clears throat> regularly, um, they would still not do it every day or every other day, yeah. 24 hours. So do it once or twice a week. Pick yeah. a day where you've been eating slightly more than you have and try it by increasing that one hour, then two hours post your where you're supposed to eat your breakfast. And then until you get till about one o'clock. Maybe yep. the most you can push, maybe two o'clock, but I wouldn't say more than that. Okay. And then you pick, okay, one o'clock till six o'clock. This is my window. And I'm going to have some amazing food because this is my yep. time. It's a treat. I'm going to have a really nice steak with some really nice vegetables. And maybe as a treat, because I am now in this gap, I'm going to yep. have, I don't know what your treat is. You know, it could yep. be anything. You pick that treat and you count those calories. And then your body gets used to, you know, starts using, because when you're fasting, it starts using the stored fat as an energy. Yeah. And that's why it's it's good sometimes to give it a break, to settle Brilliant. down, just to get the body to use your stored fat as an energy. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, there's so much to touch. This is a rich content. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know. we might have to uh, maybe have you on again because uh, I feel like yeah. we've barely scrapped the sur scratched the surface. But um, unfortunately, we, we have come to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we covered loads, yeah. but um, oh. yeah. But yeah, maybe uh, a follow up. Maybe get James on as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean that that is lots <laughs> of uh, fascinating information there. Um, I'm sure the listeners will get lots of. Uh, yeah, lots of useful information out of it, um, and hopefully get them feeling healthier. I was going to say weight loss, but no, feeling healthier in yeah. 2023. Um, so, if people do want to get in touch with you, Lorata, um, what are your social channels where they can find you? If you Google my name, I think I come up on all social channels. Just make sure is the, the the spelling is correct. It's L U R A T A, as I'm sure they can see it, and then Lion with an Y L Y O N. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. Um, Instagram has become more of a, like a, a cheeky kind of thing. It's not really so business-based, but rather more like mindset. And I share some quotes and stuff. But LinkedIn is more business-like. Uh, they can visit my website. Or they can phone me up. They can email me. Of course, I'd be happy to help. And please always try and seek help before you attempt anything because you don't want to go backwards on yourself. And uh Remember the quality, and I say with everything, the quality of your thoughts, the quality of relationship with food, the quality of relationship with your exercise, and overall, it's what we think, what we eat, we become. So just be mindful of that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Folker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.